Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Ah, last week we started looking at something in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, again when I turn to 12, I like to take it from verse 1. But we did, I mean, we, I mean, we dealt with that last week. Let me take it from verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, that is to beat me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, Paul and I was talking, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I am strong. I, I was preparing to share from somewhere else. And this morning, the Lord got me back there. So I knew that he had, God is here to do, I mean, to finish with me here. And like I said, the pattern of today's service has proven it. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. So he says, my grace is sufficient for you. So I began to look at that. First, the attitude. Usually when we look at this, it's like, should I stop talking to God about my problem? No. I pleaded with the Lord. I did plead with the Lord. I pleaded three times. So what is expected of me in time of need? Take it to God in prayers. No, just take it to God in prayers. Uh, Pastor, what if God has not been answering? What else will you do? The Bible says men ought always to pray and not faint. So where is you go? Back to the Lord. Hallelujah. So we find Paul there saying, I, I mean, I took it to him three times and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Our conclusion last week was this. God had the power to remove the problem. But he didn't. There's no record that he ever removed it all the life of Paul. I don't think he did. If it is what I think it is, many people have theories about what that thorn in the flesh really was. But if it is what I think it is, he never removed it. All his life, he struggled with it. But let me just quickly correct an impression. Some think it was sickness. I don't think it was sickness. Some think it was a habit, maybe a sin. I don't think so. Because see, God will not glorify himself in sin. So it wasn't sin. Hello. But with the principle work for sickness, and for sinful habits, oh yes, it will work. God's grace will help you overcome it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But you see, he did not remove it. But rather, what did he do? He strengthened him. 
Glory be to God in the highest. And I thought to myself, which we said last week, that if a mountain is my problem, and I'm asking God, remove it, remove it. But God gave me the power to overcome it so I could climb over the mountain at will and come down at will. Then what's my problem? Now, the mountain will stop everybody, but I know that as huge as you are mountain, you are not my problem. I will climb over you ten times and achieve my aim. So which one do I prefer that God should remove the mountain or give me the ability to overcome such mountains? Hello. Somebody is getting an ability to overcome such problems in your life forever. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will rattle you again in life in Jesus' name. But you see, the interesting thing is this. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then somebody else said, maybe this is the crux of where I'm going. Paul had a problem. He was crying to God in his problem. Crying out to God. Crying out to God. You know what God did? God said, Paul, I want to talk to your problem. Paul was saying, please, God, help me. Help me. Let this thing pass over. Let this thing clear out of my way. He said, can I address that issue in your life? And what did God do? God came to Paul, and in addressing Paul, he was addressing the problem. You know what somebody said? He said, don't you think it's time to stop begging God for what he has done? And rather start listening for what he has to say. Hello. Glory be to God in the highest. One of the things God has to say was what glibly was said when she ministered and I came to add some things to it. Why comparing yourself with others? What that does is that it robs you of the opportunity to say thank you for what he has done for you. But what has he said to you in your situation? In everything, give thanks. So the question then becomes, am I here, am I listening, or am I obsessed with what I think I should have? Hello. I realize God can take the steam of anything at any time. And when God deflates a matter, it has no significance anymore. Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. So I was looking at that, and I said, this is interesting. A messenger of Satan buffeting me. Satan. God. In Jesus' name. Come on, God. He heard me. I cried again. He heard me. I cried again. He heard me. But this thing didn't stop. Not because I am going back to sin. Uh -uh. Not because I'm so distracted that I cannot wait for God to do it. I'm so distracted. I'm always going back to the devil to enjoy the pleasures of what the devil is. No, 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 no. I hate what the devil is doing. I don't like it. God, you see me. I'll give you an example. Pastor, I've kept my life all my life. I've kept myself all my life. I gave my life when I was so, so years old. I've never known a man. I'm still believing God for a husband at 20, at 30, at 40. I'm approaching 50. I've never slept with a man. I have kept his word. Then he reminded me, I can see your strength is small. But you see, I have said before you, 
and open door. So my prayer is God. Designing ability to see this door and to focus on this door. Otherwise, the distraction of my pressure will deny me. Because the door is set and it is opened. But there is this pressure. But I have set before you an open door. But there is a pressure, but I have set before you an open door. Does that mean I should let this over run out? Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says in my name you cast out devils. That hasn't, that hasn't changed. So I will, in the name of Jesus. So I will not shock my responsibilities. But what I'm saying is this. What even with that, you still are under pressure. Because I realize that's why a lot of times miracles will run, your miracles will run towards you and a lot of times we let it pass us by. Why? We are distracted. It was Rarebos that said it. He said, every day of your life, miracles are always running towards you. The answers to your questions are always available. But not everybody actually gets out to take it. I was so sure that if you were here last week, you have a miracle. Except if church has become routine. Because when church becomes routine, let Jesus walk here. It will just be excitement for the moment. And then we'll come back next week. And can, you, can you repeat yourself, Jesus? But if it's not become routine, every day we expect a miracle. Why do I feel the fire here? There's somebody here. I just came, I just feel the poop. That means that somebody got what I'm saying. And somebody said, it will never be routine in my life. Jesus will never become routine in my life. You will never become routine in my life. You will always be the wonder that he is. You will always be the miracle that he is in my life. Because if his mercies are new every morning, Abba, what else can't he do? Eh? What else can't he do? Is there anything he can't do? Nothing, sir. No, I mean, I was just wondering, what if Paul had thought, is this journey worth war? I mean, walking? I mean, going? Is this path worth walking? Look at the pressure. But let's go back and analyze the answer. My grace is sufficient. So in other words, Paul, Regardless of how terrible the moment, this moment may be, you will finish well. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, you will finish well. Yeah. No, matter what, no matter what people are saying or not saying, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you picking what I'm saying? Are you taking what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will finish well. Yeah. Really, who then determines who finishes well? Let's face it. Who determines who finishes well? Okay. It is God. Because, see, she says something which is true. It's a prayer I pray. What I don't need for my assignment in life, 
may I not desire it. In the name of Jesus. May I, may I admire it in the life of those who need it for their assignment. May, 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 may their having it become for me a source of praise, worship. That everything I will need for my race, may I not miss any. In the name of Jesus. Hello. Because at the end of it, what's important is this. Have I run the race? Like he wants me to run it? Have I finished my course? Hello. That's what's important. If I run your race, you won't reward me for it. You will ask me, who sent you? The whole world was shouting your name. Say, but didn't you see you enjoyed, you got your reward in, on earth? It was good though. People were blessed. Yes, of course they'd be blessed. But did I send you? Or that my father taught me while he was alive. So really, what will you say? His grace. So sometimes when you say his grace, they say, yeah, we know, we know it is his grace, but what did you do? But I understand why they ask such questions. If I understand how you were able to tap into that grace at that moment, it will help me in my problem. But really, it's usually His grace. There's no comparison there at all. He will use anybody. And if He doesn't find anybody, He will use a donkey. Now, that's not being humble or trying to play humility. It's trying to keep your mind under. Because the natural man will always get to a place where it is my power. You don't ju- I'm not judging people. I'm talking to all of us who are alive and well today. We are in the natural. Where we don't deliberately assume that position we inadvertently assume it. That's why from, from the Old Testament, all through the whole Bible, you see God warning us, be careful, so that when you have arrived, you don't begin to think, it's my power. Usually we don't say it, but we do it. We act it. Sometimes. Thank you. Oh. Hello. It's natural. So how can I keep from that? By focusing on Jesus. That's why we say, see, see, Paul, handkerchiefs from your body will heal the sick. Right? How come this tongue will not go? Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, Peter. Peter. Even your shadow, your shadow, how do you control your shadow? You will probably be able to control handkerchiefs. Bring all the handkerchiefs. Come on, put trait on me and take it. What about your shadow? That's up to God. When the sun rises and you are running to do something, your shadow is falling there. When the sun is falling, I mean setting, your shadow is falling there. And you are just walking. And every year my shadow passes. <laughs> Beautiful. Ah. Jesus Lunjebe. Well, I just said that that's just Jesus at work. Hello? So with that kind of knowledge, 
Don't you think I'll be shortchanging myself if I start to compare myself with you? With that kind of knowledge, don't you think God can decide to put me in uh, the White House tomorrow? Just like that. Not to rule America. Well, what if he wants to do it? He can create such situations. But that's not my ambition. But he can. There is nothing he cannot do. So when he says, my grace is sufficient for you, you have all you need. In me, 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 you have all you need. I said, how do I explain that? He said, this is how to explain it. You need a 50 naira loaf of bread. And then your house is the bakery. You live in the bakery. Hello. Glory be to God in the highest. And the bakery will not even operate if you don't open your door. But somewhere along the line, you got distracted. And normally, they will always put six, five for you. But you just, you give them out. And those who give them out, we always come out to pick them. So this morning you are hungry. And you say, how can I get a loaf of bread? How can I get a loaf of bread? I need, I need a loaf of bread now. There's nothing there. I need a loaf of bread. But the bakery is still working. They are still churning out loaves. Oh, loaves upon loaves. The problem is, if only you will ask them, please can I have a loaf? We say, no, but we give you five. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I would be this hungry. I've given them out. That's all you need to do. But you couldn't do that because it would be demeaning for you to go say, can I have a loaf? And so you have not because you ask not. But that does not stop the fact that loaves are available. As a matter of fact, we can give you 10 loaves like that. Hello? But because you don't ask. And why aren't you asking? One, you are so concentrating on this hunger. And number two, no, my image will be disturbed. I just remember something in the counseling session. I'm thinking whether I should say it, but I don't know how, because I don't want you to think I'm using you to talk. Yeah, I can say it. Your child is in the school. But now you are going through the storm, economically. And you don't have money to pay school fees. And if care is not taken, he'll be thrown out of school. And your wife is saying, there are scholarships available. We don't need to beg anybody. We only need to apply. He said, excuse me. How will it be if they find my name, the name of my son, applying for scholarship? And here you are, your blood pressure is mounting and rising. Hello. If you don't know that there's a scholarship, that's a problem. Many don't know that his grace is sufficient. Now that you know that there's a scholarship, you are so absorbed with yourself and your pride that you cannot go to take. And so the problem persists. So my question is this. 
Is it the same thing with getting a husband? Yes. If someone told you that your friend, that will not be your question in Jesus' name. That your friend that got married when you were 20 will die at 30. And saying, do you want the same? Would you have accepted it? Please let God do what he has to do. How he has to do it. And when he has to do it. The days of your life are all with him. So he hurries up some people and he leaves some people. You know why he will keep Sarah till over 100? Because she won't have a child until 90. So what's my problem? So where is the satisfaction? Is it in what I'm achieving or in Christ Jesus? Oh, okay. No, but they got married very early and everything was fine. Glory be to God in the highest. But after three years of marriage, uh, she was so beaten that she lost an eye and the marriage stopped. And he sleeps with, I mean, he slept with every house girl. And it's been 20 years, she doesn't even know where he is. Is that the kind of marriage you want? Now, yours will never be like that in Jesus' name. But God sees the future. And so when the man was dust, then God says, let it pass. And we are saying, God, answer my prayer. Let it pass. No, God, answer my prayer. Say, let this pass. God, answer. Because your assignment is different from her assignment. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know, but Jesus knows. Hello? So all he said was, my grace is sufficient for you. Somebody said, if you look at the interpretation, he said, the grace of me is sufficient for you. So I was looking at it. And I realized in Second Corinthians, I think chapter 5, it says, ah, our sufficiency is not of us. God is our sufficiency. In other scripture, he says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Yeah? That in all things you have what? All sufficiency. Hello, is somebody hearing me here? So I begin to look at the fact that his grace is sufficient for me. It will keep you young. If you understand this, it will make you less worrying. If you understand this, it will make you more creative. If you understand this, it will make you go far and more accomplished in life. The truth is that those who you think have it all will respect and honor you. Just like you will respect and honor most who don't even have half of what you have. Because they are in their own element in the place of their assignment. Hello. Praise the Lord. So my grace is sufficient for you. If his grace is sufficient for me, I won't always find another, a more beautiful woman. Hello. I won't always find... A most smiley husband. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Is somebody here with me? Yes, sir. Because I'll be satisfied. Somebody is laughing seriously. Maybe I'm hitting something there. <laughs> but it's true. I will always find the richer husband of my friend. Because God is sufficient. Or rather, his grace is sufficient 
inform me. Have a reason for thanksgiving continuously. I am satisfied with Jesus. Do you know when Jesus satisfies you? There's scarcely anything that cannot satisfy you. Hello? That's not to say that your impossibility will be impossible. No, 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 no. With God, there is nothing impossible. Let me, let me tidy it up this way. He spoke to the situation. I said, God, how can I explain that to them? From Bible now, he said, come. He was going, it was the time of the feast in John chapter 5, and he was going to Jerusalem for the feast, and he deterred and went to the pool of Bethesda. And he saw the man who has been there for 38 years, am I right? He had a need, he had a problem. And he had, the man had analyzed his situation and he knew why he remained, he continued to remain there. So when Jesus got there, please hear Jesus. Will you be made whole? He was speaking to his need. The man replied, see, I have nobody. He was responding with focus on his problem, not on Jesus. But the Bible even tells us that he didn't even know that it was Jesus. So maybe he could be excused. But if a man is coming to ask me, if I don't have a man to put me in, and the man is coming to ask me, will you be made? I'll say, yes. Do you want to help me? So a lot of times, the problems we are going through is the distraction. Oh, okay, thank you, Jesus. He said to tell somebody, he said, after today, in the name of Jesus, you'll find destiny help us where you don't expect that. In the name of Jesus, where you don't expect them. Why? Because you have come to understand that it is not by might, it is not by power, it is by the Spirit of the Lord. And it takes God to use human beings to accomplish for human beings. That's just his way. Okay, let me finish that. So he went there and said, will you be made whole? He was addressing his state and his problem. But he was busy addressing his lack. But why don't you just listen more? Let him say more. If he said, will you be made whole? Yes. Let him say more. A lot of times we don't let Jesus speak. So the question is, will you then be saying, are you now saying that Jesus will come to say, eh, do you need this? Maybe. What if he sends a man? What if he sends a woman? Okay, what if he doesn't send anybody? Then how does he speak into my problem? What if he doesn't send a man? Or he doesn't send a woman? How will he talk or speak into my problem? By his stripes. You are healed. Where do you find that? Where? Yeah. So he's every day speaking to my problems. But how does it work? Because this whole Bible is his living word. In Greek we say it's the logos. So how does it work? Isn't it general? Everybody reads the same thing. I read it all the time. How does it work for me? 
I'm there reading my, my devotion or even in my sleep. I'm the, the word of God that says this and I pick my Bible and I'm reading his grace. And sufficient jumps. Ah. Ah. God is sufficient. Wow. But you've read it a thousand times. A thousand and one times. Why? What is making the difference now? God is speaking and the word is jumping at you. It is still living, but it's now a rimmer. It's a revelation in that need. A miracle will follow. In the name of Jesus. The same Bible. I know what he says. The word that I speak to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And their life. There are solutions to human problems. The same word. The same word. If that be the case, man shall live, man shall not live by, come on, talk to me, but by every man. Otherwise, problems and needs will paralyze you. But because you are daily in the word, Rima will always jump, and when Rima comes, you are victorious. How did it work for Jesus? It is written. So he stood on the fact that, ah, ah, thou shalt not. Haven't you read? And the devil could not cross that. I don't know what the devil has been tormenting you with. There's a word that you will pick and you will speak and your liberation is definite. In the name of Jesus. Shall we rise? I can see you dancing. He deterred to Bethesda. Today he's deterring to you. His name is Jesus. Everywhere he went he did good. He hasn't changed. He's doing it today. Now you know that you are the next person to testify in the name of Jesus. You know, the interesting thing is that you are, getting in, you are involved in this matter. You yourself, you are involved in the matter. You are involved in the matter. You are involved. You are involved. <laughs> you are involved in the matter. You can, see that. you can see that you are involved in the matter. At least you know what the Bible says now. It's not just what your situation is saying. not just what the men are saying. But what the Bible says, my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. And now you can appreciate why Jesus will say, go your way, my daughter. Your faith. You have come to, you, you, you have listened, you have accepted, and you are moving in the strength of what I've said. Made you whole. Made you whole. Made you whole. Made you whole. You made you whole. Your faith has 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 made you. There is nothing it cannot do in Jesus' name. And he says to remind you, come boldly to the throne of grace. That you may what? Obtain mercy and find what? Grace in the time of need. Now is your time. 
So receive in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. I see things being turned around. I see a reversal of situations. In the name of Jesus. By his stripes you are healed. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. That means that you go to your doctor. Don't stop your medication. Go to your doctor and let them check again. Then they will tell you something has happened. Then come back here and tell us what Jesus has done. Because it will help a lot of people. And I say the same thing to you on the internet. His grace is... You will finish well. In the name of Jesus.